Welcome to the third episode of Shepherds on the Mic. Last week, we met with Roy Washburn, who gave us an awesome performance of Before the Throne of God Above later in the podcast. So make sure you check that out if you haven't already. You can check that out on any audio platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, or wherever you get your audio podcasts. Also, if you're not watching it already, you can watch all of these episodes on our website, shepherdsbaseball.org. This week on the podcast, we have the Jackson brothers, Emery and Gabe, from the opposite coasts of North Carolina. Take a look in as we learn about their faith, their family, a little bit about their baseball and some sibling rivalries, but also what is it, what it is about California that's so different from the good old South. Stay here. Cue the intro. Alrighty, the Jackson Brothers, welcome to the third episode of Shepherds on the Mic. Please introduce yourselves for all of those lovely people listening and watching. Tell us about yourself. Um, I'm Emory Jackson uh, from North Carolina. And, uh, yeah. What's your brother? Uh, my brother right here. So. <laughs> uh, I'm Gabe Jackson from North Carolina. I'm 18 years old. And this is my brother right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 22. You want to know my age? <laughs> so we figured we'd get, you know, kind of a brother's podcast. We have two sets of brothers on the team, and we did Roy last week, so we figured, hey, let's get the other set of brothers on here. So Roy picked you guys oh, to sick. come on. So uh, why don't you, you know, give us a little backstory, you know, a little family history, like where you guys are all from, like where you go to school, all that kind of stuff. All right. Um. So as I said earlier, we're from North Carolina. Uh, I am a... Well, I'm soon to be a graduate student. Uh, I went four years to uh, Mount Olive University. It's a D2 in uh, Mount Olive, North Carolina. Um, so I've been there four years, but I'm going to look somewhere to uh, grad transfer. So I hadn't decided where yet, but that's the plans for the future. But I was born in uh, Cleveland County in Shelby, North Carolina, a small town, kind of outside of Charlotte. But uh, that's where I was born. And so, growing up, like, we lived in a few different towns growing up. Like, we didn't really stayed in the same place for too, too long. Was it all in North Carolina, though? Yeah, all in North I've, I've never lived outside North Carolina. Really? But I did live in Gastonia, North Carolina, which is, like, on the border of North Carolina, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. But pretty much all, I never lived outside North Carolina. So, but Same for you? <laughs> now, what, what are your plans for school, Gabe? Um, I'm going to NAI in North Carolina at the beach called Mid Atlantic Christian University. Okay. Uh, what what conference is that in? Uh, I'm not sure. Is that the the Appalachian Something Athletic like that, yeah. Conference? So, yeah. Okay, so you're playing, uh, you know, Bryan University yeah. down in Dayton, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. That's where I have a friend that goes to school. Really? That's cool. So yes, yeah, so you'll be playing some of my friends. That's cool. That's cool. Thank you, yeah, man. That's really cool. So. What do you plan? So, what did you major in when you were at Mount Olive? Uh, sports management, and then I minored in coaching. So. Not, I had a minor in coaching. Yeah. How does yeah. that? Is it just like fundamentals of coaching, or how does that work? Um. So there's like, <coughs> you learn like, um, inspiration, like coaching. Uh, so yeah, like first, the first couple of classes were like learning, yeah, like leadership, uh, like influencing, like how to influence people. Uh, then there was, like, classes on, like, coaching rules, like, about, like, recruiting. So that was pretty cool. Like, you got to learn, like, the NCAA. Learn the process. Like, the process, how to recruit somebody, like, the rules and guidelines you got to go through. 
Um, also learned like different coaching uh, philosophies. Mm-hmm. So I got to learn like we get, like study Nick Saban. Like wrote paper on him. Wrote a paper on Coach K from Duke. Like stuff like that. So you got to learn kind of different areas of coaching. Like I never really knew any of the rules. Like the recruiting, I didn't know how like detailed that stuff is. So mm-hmm. like I got to learn that and coaching, and then. So, yeah, that kind of the philosophy of different coaches, too, was pretty cool to learn. So That's really cool. And, Gabe, what do you plan on majoring um, in, minoring in? At my it? school, um, they offer you can get an associate's degree for your first two years. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that, and then I'm probably going to do my sports management degree, and then I'm going to do ROTC. Awesome. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So what, what got you into ROTC? Did you do it in high school? or? Mm, they actually didn't do it at my high school. They really? Yeah, they didn't have none of that. Huh. But my grandpa served 31 years in the Army. Wow. Mm-hmm. Homage to him, kind of leading that path. Yeah. <laughs> no, are you sad about the hair? I mean, the hair's got to go. Yeah, I know. I'm worried <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So, um, with that, so that's kind of, you know, majors, school, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, let's go into some of the questions. So, you guys, you guys are brothers. What other, like, family do you guys have that are in, like, North Carolina? I know you got, your dad came by, watched a few of the yeah. games. Uh, yeah, so my dad, Boyd Jackson, uh, he got to visit California a couple weeks ago. Um, then my beautiful mother, Julie Jackson, and then I have a beautiful sister, Nikki Jackson. And so there's five of us. So some people call us Jackson Five. Jackson Just, just to be like, funny. Yeah. But yeah, there's five of us. Uh, we have, and we have a, a dog named Mila. And then me and my girlfriend have a dog named Bailey, so we have two dogs. And then, yeah, my girlfriend's kind of part of our family, too. Her name's Hannah Matheson. She's kind of part of our family. She watches our dogs for us and stuff. So, yeah, there, there's the Jackson 5, and then we have Hannah. So Jackson 5 yeah. plus Hannah. Featuring yeah. Hannah. Yeah, featuring Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome, guys. Yeah. So why don't we just get into some of the, the good questions. So, because we are brothers, we want to start out with family. So, we'll go, you know, family, baseball, faith, and then some of the fun questions. Yeah. So, let's start with family. So, what are some of, like, the funniest stories that you guys remember f- of each other? Childhood up to high school days and uh, could be baseball, could not be baseball. The the car right here, we were trying to, come, like, think of funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> funny story. Gabe, Gabe has a funny one. Pretty, It's, it's kind of embarrassing, but right, so he, he can just go ahead. Hey, why don't it. you go I first, really, then? I don't care. I don't care. All right, how old were you, Emory, you think? Uh, I was 14, maybe. Mm. Or 13. So, um, my dad was in seminary school. I think that was called. Yeah, uh, to be a preacher. And um, we were living in seminary housing at the university. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting in the house. <laughs> I can already see you shaking your head. We were, we were all sitting in the house one day, and my dad was sitting there shaving. This is the main part I remember. He had half shaving cream on his face. And Emery was outside playing with one of his friends named Kavase. You don't have to bring names. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just say the story, dude. But, uh, Shout out Kavase. Yeah. He, he, run, he runs into the house and was like, the woods are on fire. The woods are on fire. And then uh, my dad runs out the house, half shaving cream on his face. Emery lit behind our house. He lit. Okay, I don't know. He didn't light it. I personally didn't light it, but I was I was associated with the crime. So <laughs> supposedly one of them lit the pine cone and threw it. Anyways, more of the story. I lit a tree on fire. Okay, <laughs> was it just one tree or was it like? Yeah, well, it wasn't even a tree. It was like a, it was a tree that fell over. On so it was a dead tree. Yeah, it was a dead tree. Lit it on fire, so 
my dad comes out of there, like, hey, obviously I'm panicking. We had to call the fire department. It's in a neighborhood, too, so, like, everybody's seeing this. <laughs> fire department had to come put it out and everything like that. It was really embarrassing for me, but it happened. So, so I mean, basically, so you and your friend got this We were, we were playing down. with fire, so. So now you're technically an arsonist. Not technically, but I did for you did. for a split second. For a split second, you were an arsonist. Okay. <laughs> the viewers out there don't play with fire. Don't play with yeah, fire. Play That's with the fire. moral of the story. Not good. I've never played fire since, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no bueno. No, don't even want to touch yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Do you have any funny ones about Gabe that you can think uh, of? Or? There's a lot There's of a funny lot. stories. Too many to choose from. There's a lot. I will say this one time. It's a pretty, uh, it's, it's not, that, uh, it's kind of funny, but um, it had to do on the, ba- it just had to do on the baseball field. Mm-hmm. So we were in a championship game and Gabe, like my team was playing, Gabe was the bat boy mm. and See, we get done winning. Going. We get done, we won the first game of the day. We're celebrating. Like we had a big win. We're celebrating. And I walk toward Gabe, and he just comes up to me, and he punches me right in the eye. And I don't <laughs> <What>? know why. <laughs> what? It was just blatantly, he just punches me right in the eye. I don't know what was going through his head. And I was, I don't even know what happened. I was like, let's go! And yeah, and just decked me right in the face <laughs> for no reason. And so I was sitting there, and I had to pitch the next game. With a black eye, swollen yeah, black I got, eye. I got, but we won. But I got in trouble. My mom took me home. <laughs> I couldn't even watch the championship game. Yeah, I don't know why. Mama I mean, Jackson said, "No, nah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Going home." There's a lot of embarrassing stories. Though. That's that's freaking that's awesome, guys. Yeah. So there's a little bit of funny stories to get things yeah. going off. So what is that? You know, you guys are brothers, right? There's a, the whole thing of like I said, was it more of a sibling rivalry, sibling love? Because I know I have a sister. We you know we fight sometimes. We have arguments like. What has that been like for you guys? You know, you play baseball together in high school and now on the Shepherds. So what is that like transition to as you guys grow up? Is it more of a sibling love or is it still kind of like an inner battle? You guys try to obviously a healthy competition. What is that like? Um, we are both really competitive. Yeah. Put it that way. Like Whenever. if there, yeah, if there's uh, like 1v1 basketball, we'd be yeah. going at it. Yeah. If there's any sport or like even video games. We kind of just get like we we grab at each other and we fight, but not like physically fight, but like sibling rivalry. Yeah, like yeah, we get into it pretty big, which is it's kind of fun though. Sometimes I mean we take it too far every now and then, but like <laughs> okay, yeah. real quick, can you tell me what happened two days ago at the was it at the Cypress College game? <laughs> so batting there, gloves. There was a batting glove story. Please tell me what happened with these batting gloves. Well, I was I was on deck, like just I was walking to go on deck, just you know, getting my mind right, you know, strapping the batting gloves on, getting you know my head right for this at bat. And Gabe comes up to me, he just goes, "Dude, those are my batting gloves." <laughs> I said, "No, they're not. I've worn these are mine." And he goes, "No, those are mine. I got the same ones." I was like. We might have the same ones, but they're mine. He's like, no, they're not. I said, dude, these are my batting gloves. Why would I go take your batting gloves right now? And so right in the dugout, like, I just was confused because, like, he has his batting gloves. I have my batting gloves. Like, I don't know. He just, he thought he, I guess he thought that. Yeah, what was going through your mind, man? <laughs> they look like mine because I just had them on. So I like, do admit that they were his batting gloves. I guess. I'm, they were my batting gloves. They have sure? my number written on they them. They look oh, just yeah. the Exactly like the same ones I had. I got you. Because I remember Hugo was telling me 
just the story of how you guys were just bickering back and forth <laughs> <laughs> before the at bat. It just that made yeah. me laugh. So it got it. It got me all on my headspace too. I went out there and got out, and all I could think about was batting gloves. <laughs> batting gloves. Oh, that's great. Oh man. So what is that? So transitioning from family to baseball, how did you guys get your start in baseball? Mm, I'm gonna say mainly my dad. My yeah. dad's a big baseball fan. Always. Yeah. And I mean, and I love baseball too. Yeah. Like, so, like, when did you start baseball? Like Pee Wee or yeah, it was like I mean, three or four. Yeah, oh, when so we were like T ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like the normal, like just T ball. T ball to yeah. college baseball. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Which I don't know. Like when I was younger, like little, little, I had always like even like when I could walk, like was throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Like that's what my grandparents would tell me, and like my parents like. Even when I was, like, right when I was able to walk or, like, throw a ball, I was, like, throwing it everywhere. Mm. So, like, yeah, just like any other kid, though, like, just started out in T-ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, since you guys have been playing so long, how has, you know, how has the game, like, changed for you coming from, you know, you play you play ball as a kid, usually either to have fun or to, like, make your parents happy or something like that. Like, how has that transitioned over time for you guys, if at all? Um, I don't know. I still kind of, I try to just treat it as, like, a little kid's game still. Mm-hmm. Just like, have fun with it. Yeah, I try to just have as much fun as I can because, I mean, I know, like, the game's not going to last forever. So, I try to enjoy every day. Like, I get, I'm able to play. Like, I'm 22 now, so, like, I'm close to, like, running out of games to play. So, mm-hmm. I try every time I go out there just to have fun with it like I did as a little kid. And, I mean, it gets hard sometimes, but I feel like the harder the game gets, it means the harder, like, the more value it has to you. Like, the more pressure you're putting on yourself, like, mm-hmm. the harder it gets. And, like, also, like, the harder it gets means the harder you're, like, working for it. Like, yeah. the worse you want it, which is a good thing. Wait, and it can be a bad thing, but I feel like it's a good thing. And, like... A healthy level. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. a healthy level. Like, and, you know, obviously we... Every time you go out there and play, it's just a gift. Like, glory to God that you're able to, like, like there's a lot of people in the world that aren't don't have the ability to even, like, go out there and have fun, like, with sports at all. So just, like, realizing that and being grateful for it, yeah. Like, I still just try to mm-hmm. have fun every time I get a chance and treat it like a little kid's game. Yeah. And now, since you're coming out of high school into college, what's that mindset for you as you're, like, Coming from high school, having fun, but now you're at like a professional level. Mm-hmm. Like, how, what is that like for you? Um, with the Shepherds this year, um, it's really a learning experience. I'm using it as mainly because, I mean, I'm facing college hitters now. They're a lot smarter. Yeah, a little bit faster. Yeah, <laughs> a lot faster. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just using it mainly as a learning experience right now. Yeah, better myself. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Is there any, because I don't remember you filled out the questionnaire. I don't know how true it was now. <laughs> but can you give me some of your good, your bad, and your funny memories that you remember? If you don't remember them, I can't Just pull them up. with baseball mm-hmm. in general? Yeah. I mean, I can pull them up and give you a um, reminder if you need. One of, one of the best memories I have is in high school. So my junior year, I transferred to a small Christian school called Faith Christian School in Ramsborn, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And me and Gabe both transferred to the same school. And so what they had there is um, the school was so small that 
we only had one varsity team. We didn't have enough kids for a JV. For baseball. Or like a, yeah, for baseball. So, like, we didn't have enough kids for a middle school or a JV team. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, the middle schoolers, like, eighth graders, it was pretty much eighth grade to – or seventh grade to seventh ninth grade. grade. We all played on the same varsity team. So, me and Gabe were very fortunate seventh to, 12th. to play – Yeah, I mean, yeah, seventh to twelfth grade – to play on the same team in high school – and we were good though. Like we had a really good yeah, team. We team. we were very good um, to be that that small of a school, but we we won the uh, state championship my junior year, and gave me and Gabe were fortunate to like share that experience. So that's one of my greatest like and our dad baseball. Was of, and yeah. our dad was one of our coaches yeah, and too. And d- oh, dad okay. was one of our coaches. It was all in the family then. So yeah, like <laughs> we all got all three of us got to experience winning a state championship together, which. Most people obviously don't even win state championships, yeah. but we were very fortunate enough to get to do it together. And um, even Gabe, like as a seventh grader on the team, like he pitched um, in the semifinal game. Oh, so um, these were like middle schoolers playing with high school yeah. kids, like, yeah, yeah, the state championship. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was, Whoa, yeah, that's pretty impressive. And it was, I mean, <clears throat> like we it was made tough. It two like, years in a row, our my seventh and eighth grade year, we yeah. made it to the state championship. Yeah. We won it our junior year, and then we lost our senior year. So mm. two to one. But we were fortunate. Enough, yeah, two to one. Yeah, yeah, we were fortunate enough to, you know, at least go to two state championships together, win one of them. So that's a yeah. lot. A lot of people can't say that, but that's probably my greatest mm-hmm. baseball memory. I Especially have. with a four-year difference too in age. Yeah, I mean that's that's really impressive because mm-hmm. I mean most people wouldn't even like dream of that mm-hmm. being like you know you're basically a education level ahead of someone else yeah and that you got to play there that's really really cool yeah. so so i'm on your thing here can you explain bat flipping doubles or is that <laughs> another joke uh what, what was that's just your funniest baseball memory oh <laughs> i i don't know i i don't really remember bat flipping a double but it's probably just a joke I put on there. I was gonna say, I mean, on this we we gave all of the players a fill, form to fill out for questionnaires. He put, oh, my interesting pregame rituals. I rub pine tar on my forehead, shag on a Red Bull before every game. It's related to. It's related. Okay, those are both true. I mean, I don't do it every game, but I have done that. Both pine those tar, before. yeah, yeah. No. I really have. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, just to fire the team up, you know. And what exactly? Your interesting hobby, you put chess boxing. Okay. Long story. Chess boxing is cool. You got to look oh, so that So this up. is a this real story. This is a real. Okay. No, no, it's not a real story. Okay, we'll wait for, we'll save that one for the end. Okay. Okay. Well, chess, it's not. It's not a real I've, story. I've never chess boxed. What is chess boxing then? So. Can you explain it? Yes. So my uh, host family, they have uh, the youngest uh, son in the family. His name's Austin. Mm-hmm. And so when I was filling this out, I was sitting there watching a movie with him. And I asked him, I was like, man, what is it like? What can my favorite hobby be? Like, I don't really, I mean, I could put like hunting or fishing, but I feel like that's everyone's. And he was like, you should put chess boxing. And I was like, chess boxing? What is that? <laughs> and so we look it up on, he looked it up on YouTube. And it's literally where, like, they're at, they're in, it's these two dudes. They're in a boxing ring. Like, actually, like, it's official thing. They, and they play chess. And so they play chess for like five minutes. And then right when the five minutes runs up, they walk to their corner, they strap gloves on, and they box for three minutes. Like, actual fists, like, they box. And then they take the – after the three minutes, they take the gloves back off, and they'll play chess until, until somebody wins a chess match. 
Now, do you know how to play chess? Yeah. Because we can make this happen. I know how to play chess. <laughs> no. I mean, I've never really boxed officially, but, like, I, I can See, try to box. I've heard stories about the it. last few years from the Shepherds where they, like, just they just go at it with each other. So, we, I'm sure yeah. we could get some chess boxing going here. <laughs> we could figure that out. A I'm Shepherd's more of a, I'm more of a checkers person. <laughs> checkers boxing. <laughs> checkers taekwondo. Yeah. Switch it up a little bit. Everybody look it up on YouTube, though. It's a chess real boxing. Thing. It's okay. really a real thing. That's I awesome. don't, I've never done it, but I thought it would be kind of funny to put it on there. I was going to so. say, you put you related to Bo Jackson <laughs> and some of the other, like, crazy ones. Uh, what's your biggest fear? To be scared. That's what you put. <laughs> be scared is your that biggest is, fear. That is true, though. Oh, For man. real. That's a true thing. Being scared. How's <laughs> that not your biggest fear? I mean, that's just being that's scared. Yeah, that's like that's like that's the result a, of your biggest fear is to be fear. scared. That's not a fear. I don't know. That's be, like a might just be subscribing. Me. Might just be me. What? <laughs> so like horror movies are like no no one know. Know or any well no uh, just being scary scared movies. I mean, yeah. they're just movies. They're just movies. <laughs> All right, so that's a little bit about you guys and you know baseball going into family and so what is like if you don't mind and share just a little bit of your testimony because I remember we've talked before and just you know. And struggling with that and like learning what your testimony is because mm-hmm. I'm you said your dad was in seminary school so you've been around the faith for a long time. Yeah. Can you like give us a little bit of your testimony and share a little bit about your relationship with Christ? Okay. So um, <clears throat> yeah, growing up, uh, my uh, dad became a pastor when I was around, I'd say like seven or eight was mm-hmm. when he became a pastor. Um, so, yeah, growing up, I was very fortunate enough to grow up in a Christian home. Um, and I feel like my parents growing up, like, they weren't the, uh, like, I don't know how to say it, but, like, hardcore, like, Christian, like, like. Uh, Your like, stereotypical, like. Yeah, like, what you think, parent. you know, like, being, like, a pastor, like, my a dad's PK. a pastor, like, a pastor family thing. Like, they weren't crazy, crazy strict, which I feel like was a very good thing for, like, us as kids, like. We had a little bit of freedom, you know, they were, there were a lot of like, um, you know, you go learn, learn your mistakes like yourself, like, and we'll tell you if it's a mistake mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. So like, I guess growing up was kind of like that, but, um, growing up, like very fortunate enough to obviously grow up in a Christian home, go to church every Sunday, you know, uh, had youth groups, things like that. Um, but I'd say like as a kid, knowing all these truths, like knowing the word and everything. I didn't like fully um, convince myself that I was worthy enough to make this like decision. Cause in my head, I thought, you know, being saved, like it's just massive, huge decision, which it is. Um, it is a very big decision and it comes with a lot of responsibilities and things like that. But in the Bible, God makes it to where we can understand it in a mm-hmm. simple way and where it's made uh, a simple decision. Like, we can make it if you you study the Bible. You can obviously realize how easy of the decision it is to make. And so growing up, I thought in my head, like I wasn't good enough for this decision. I was gonna let people down. I was gonna let God down. Most importantly, I was gonna let my family down. I was scared of what my friends would think. You know, not that I even had bad friends. I really I was a good kid growing up. Like I didn't really do much bad. I didn't hang out with the wrong crowd. Really, I kind of just kept to myself. Um, but I was just scared, like, if I made this decision, what are the repercussions? Like, what, what, would I have to act different? And so I did get saved at, I got saved at the age of 10, 
um, with my dad. My dad led me, you know, I told him I wanted to get saved. He led me to Christ. But I feel like until I was 16, did I fully realize, like, what the decision actually is, how to, like, live out and be a Christian. So I feel, growing up, obviously, like I said, I was just scared of a lot of things. Um, and <clears throat> I used baseball. I wouldn't say I used baseball as an idol, but I used baseball as a way to distract me from making the decision. So instead of, you know, like, let's say I just had a bad day, mm -hmm. I'd go hit for two hours in the cage. Instead of, you know, talking to somebody about my bad day or talking to somebody about what happened, you know, this past week or, like, if I was depressed, I'd just go to the baseball field. Or if I was, you know, something like getting bullied at school, it was, you know, just wait till you're on the baseball field. Then mm -hmm. I can be myself. And so growing up, I, I, I wouldn't say I used baseball, like I said, like as the idol in my life. Like I still knew Christ. He was obviously number one in my life. But I did use baseball as a way of distracting myself from real-world situations that I probably needed to deal with because I didn't realize at the time, but as I got older, I'd have to deal with these problems and go through these problems without my parents being there and without, you know, baseball being there and stuff like that. And so when I was 16, I got baptized. Um, I kind of resurfaced the, the value of me being saved, of my testimony and everything. And so going into college, I learned a lot. Um, actually, I have two roommates who are my best friends, and um, they taught me more about being myself more than anything. I had a problem, like, being myself. I was scared to be myself around people. Mm -hmm. And now, after I met them, I, I mean, it's, I just don't care, like, what other people think. Mm -hmm. And as, like, cliche as that sounds, like, I really just don't. Like, I'm just going to be myself. You can like me or not type of thing. It's like your issue if you don't like me. Yeah, like, yeah. not, like, being cocky or not being, you know, stubborn. But, like, yeah. I was just – I was at a point when I was in high school and stuff where I, like, literally – I just cared what people thought instead of being myself. And so going into college, they taught me just, you know – they're down to earth people, so just be down to earth, be true, like you know, be yourself, and not, like so. Yeah. That's kind of my testimony until I got to college, and then yeah, this past, um, these last, I'd say year and a half, been one of the hardest years of my life. Um, I had a roommate whose sister passed away, so I had to help him through that, and that really um, helped me learn how to help somebody through tragedy and mm -hmm. I, I was friends with his sister so it was a hard thing you know I was the first person that he talked to when he found out so I had to learn how to be there for somebody I had to kind of grow up a little bit and realize because I didn't really have a crazy like tragedy happen to me growing up which I was very fortunate of and like with death until um this past year and a half and then um, just a lot of things happened this year that I've been working through, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's only made me stronger. So that's kind of where my testimony is. I mean, I got our testimony really never ends. So that's, right. that's kind of where it's at right now. That's but, awesome. Yeah. All right. I mean, that was really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Gabe, would you like to share a little bit about your yeah, faith? Yeah. Um, you know, growing up in a Christian household, went to church almost every Sunday. Um... I got saved in second grade. Um, 
my dad said something at church that just really hit me. And yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I feel like I'm still growing in faith still, I'm learning a lot, especially here with the shepherds. I've learned so much being with the older group of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Short and sweet, I like it. That's awesome. So you guys, you know, growing up in a Christian household, I wasn't. I, my, my dad worked for a plumbing company, mm-hmm. and, you know, my mom worked in restaurants and different stuff. So, you know, being, you know, we're in the South. You know, yeah. I understand. We're in the Bible well. <laughs> so you guys are PKs. So yeah. how, was there, like, a different stigma with being a pastor's kid? Or, like you said, you didn't really have that, like, super strict, like, you're the pastor's kids. You need to behave this way, yeah. this matter, like, <coughs> Um, I think people tried to put us put it on us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, obvi- I mean, obviously, see, I was the one that was always getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I would get the pastor's kid reference all the time. Because yeah. you were like, the troublemaker all the time. <laughs> yeah, especially at church, all the all the elder people looking at me, yeah. shaming you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, people would try to put it on us, but like I said, we were just kind of laid back family, like. So I in the household it really wasn't that much of a difference. Which my dad doesn't pastor now. He hasn't pastored in four years, I think. Mm, he, four or five. Yeah, yeah, four or five years. Now he's a teacher. But anyway, teaches special needs yeah, kids at my high special. That's really cool. So mm-hmm. I I really I mean there's not really much difference in the household like from when he was a pastor till now. Mm-hmm. But I mean people tried to put it on us I guess and you know like. Something like you'd get, in, we'd get, you know, we'd be doing something wrong, and obviously somebody would say like, you know, I'll tell your dad, or like, uh, even like grown adults would say something like that, like, oh, I'll tell your dad, and I'm sitting in my head like, my dad probably doesn't think this is like wrong, like we're just like, you know, <laughs> Go ahead shoot, tell my dad, we're just shooting <laughs> basketball or something, you know, like stuff like that, like, but I mean, yeah, as far as like a household, I don't think it was different, but people did always try to mm-hmm. put it on us, but I don't know, I didn't really. I mean, I didn't really have, like, a huge friend group in high school. So, like, for me, um, my friends knew my dad, and everybody likes my dad. So, like, they thought my dad was cool. Yeah, man, I met your dad when we were at the uh, Riptide yeah. game in Irvine. He was super cool. Yeah, he was talking he, to me and Kyle yeah. the whole time. You never thought he was a pastor. Dude. No. Yeah, so, like, he's just a normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my friends, like, that I hung out with in high school, nobody ever, they'd come over to the house. Like, I feel like some, like, Pastor kids, like, you know, some kids are, like, scared to hang out with them or something. Like, yeah. And those, those, because there's different type of households that deal with it different if the dad's a pastor. So, yeah, but, like, my, I mean, I, I never really had friends that would, like, not want to hang out with me or anything because yeah. my dad was just a down-to-earth guy. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little bit about your faith. Can you mm-hmm. tell me, you know, what was the most inspirational thing that, like, has really influenced your life? You know, that could be your dad. That could be, you know verse in the bible it could be i don't know a piece of art if you looked at a tree <laughs> some way and it like changed your life like what's the most inspirational thing that's really mm, my impacted? dad my dad and mom probably yeah. they're big supports for us yeah, mm. yeah i'd say mom and dad um my grandparents too um we're very fortunate our grandparents live like 20 minutes from us yeah. so we're very fortunate that way we get to see them all the time so i think my grandparents, and then for me personally, I think the most inspirational thing I've saw um, in a very long time, or and it happened uh, 
a little over a year ago was, like I said earlier, my roommate's sister passed away. Um, so the first game that he came back after his sister came, it was during the season when she passed away. Mm. So the first game back, he comes back. He hasn't um, – so he has obviously a lot of family there supporting him for his like the first game back. Um, we've coincidentally played – 10 minutes from where he lives, which is very cool. And so our he's never had a collegiate hit yet um, and to this point. Uh, and so our coach bats him leadoff that game because he, you know, it's a bit, everybody knows the situation going on. So they bat him leadoff just so he can get one at bat in front of all his family. And he hits a double for his first uh, game back. And just seeing that, um, there was obviously tears on the field. From our dugout, the other dugout, the parents in the stands, he was crying. So seeing that was one of the most inspirational things. Like, and that's probably the greatest moment I've saw like on a baseball field in person, yeah. ever. So that's pretty inspirational for me. Just, in, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, you know, keeping in with this faith subject, you guys, you have a favorite verse, and could you tell me that verse and why, it, you know, why it speaks to you, why it's your favorite? Or? Um, First Corinthians ten thirty one. Mm. Therefore, you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I have a lot, but I have two. Um, Matthew six thirty three. Um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and many things should be added unto you. Um, that was the first verse I ever learned, besides John three sixteen. So I think that has partially to do with it. But somehow that verse, key, it always comes up in my life. Like I can always lean on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a good reminder, obviously, um, that if you seek him first, like he'll, he'll grant you things. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you seek him first and whatever you do, um, He's got it's you. all, and it's all to the glory of God, like it says for his kingdom in the verse. So that one, and then Ephesians 2, 8, um, for by grace, are you saved <laughs> through faith that not yourselves the gift of God. Um, that's kind of like a family verse that we yeah. have. Um, and so, and I have both those verses, like on my baseball gloves, I had them stitched on there. So yeah, those are my two favorite verses. That I have, yeah. so. That's awesome. Very cool. So that's, you know, a little bit about the two of the five, two of the Jackson five, yeah. <laughs> baseball faith and that kind of thing. So there is one thing I want to round out this great episode so far. Great. Good job, guys. Like, I just want to say you're doing great. Like, you said you were a little nervous. It's <laughs> just talking. So, <clears throat> I can relate to you guys. I'm from Tennessee. I'm a southern guy. At heart. Born in Nebraska. Yeah. Middle Midwest, you can hear it in my voice, but, like, I was raised in Tennessee. So, could you tell me what you miss most? Bojangles. <laughs> uh, immediately. Like that. You <laughs> knew. Bojangles uh, are cookout, man. Yeah. Some of the food. Um, sweet tea. Yeah. I could use some sweet tea it's really, right now. It's really different, like, running <laughs> around and not seeing any farmland, too. Like, yeah. that's just really different. I've always grown up, like, right beside fields. Farms. You got to yeah. get up to a little bit in, like, middle of northern California. Mm-hmm. Really? The drive through is all, like, farmland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the vineyards, too. It's pretty cool. How do they get the water to, like... Well, it fields. rains. In, uh, yeah, that's what oh, I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's all the mountains, and there's the runoff that mm-hmm. comes down. So they just they use that most of the time. I'd say like, I I don't know. When I'm at home, I hate when it rains all the time. But I do miss a little bit of rain. Yeah. Like I wish one day, like sometimes mm-hmm. it just pour pour. Cause, but like 
And then, but when I'm at home, like, it rains all the time, and I hate it. But then, <laughs> now that I'm here and I hadn't saw it in almost a month. It I'm feels like, weird. Geez. Yeah, it just feels weird. <laughs> I was going to say, the one yeah. thing I don't miss is the humidity. Yeah, I don't miss it either. Oh. I, I like the weather out right here. I like wearing hoodies, yeah. too. I haven't worn a hoodie yet since yeah. I got here. Man, I, we're going to a, me and some of the interns are going to an Angels game tonight, and I know once it gets pretty cool, that's when you can put on the sweatshirt. Yeah, oh, yeah I've been to a Dodgers and an Angels game since I got here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that? It's it awesome. Good. I mean, because you guys, I'm guessing you guys are Braves fans mm-hmm. and Panthers fans. Yeah. I like the oh, Panthers. I'm a Falcons fan. Yeah, I hate the Falcons. Why are you a Falcons fan? I, I always like the Falcons. Fair enough. I, I kind of like the Falcons, too, not going to lie. So how does but, it feel that my Titans stole Julio? Nah, chill, chill. We, we don't even need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that decision at all for the Falcons. It's a dumb decision. Yeah, very. Yeah, so, like, what else? Is there anything else about, like, you know, Southern life that either you're really missing or like you didn't really expect to come out to, you know, the opposite coast. I don't know. Um, a bit of that experience. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but like, like everybody's so bunched up here. Like I do miss not like the farmland, but like being spread out. There's like just so many people. Yeah, there's just a lot of people here. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, like everywhere you go, there's like. Traffic, you got to stop a stop sign every oh, the stop, stop sign, stop light every insane. 10 feet. You can't even breathe without stopping. Gas so. prices. Yeah, and gas oh, prices. Gas prices are crazy. I literally, yeah. the other day, I filled up my Subaru. $54 Jeez. to fill mm. up. Damn. Yeah, it's unreal. I, I called my mom. She's like, Mom, what are the gas prices? She goes, oh, you know, 270 Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's high. Like, 270 is like. high in North, yeah. in North Carolina. I was downtown LA getting a, this really good, like, Asian like a uh, Korean barbecue taco mm-hmm. food truck, five twenty four a gallon. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my like, gosh! East out like West LA. Oh yeah. man! It I mean at home like normally it's like gas is like one eighty to like two fifteen. Exactly. Like if it gets two fifteen, that's kind of high. Like right now it's crazy high. Two seventy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah. yeah but that's like high. <laughs> I'd say one eighty like two fifteen is like in the normal range. Like yeah, where but. So, uh, another question. You guys, being from North Carolina, can you give me your opinion on cheer wine? I love cheer wine. Cheer wine so good. Love cheer wine. Okay. See, I've heard people say cheer wine's either really, really good or really, really yeah. bad. I'm on the I, I love know. cheer wine. I actually, yeah. I asked somebody in the dugout yesterday, and they were all like, cherry wine? What's cherry wine? Cherry wine? What is that? And I was like, <laughs> never mind. How do you describe it to someone? That's what I've been trying to I always out. just say, like, kind of like, Cherry Dr. Pepper or like mm-hmm. cherry, if That's you can imagine like a cherry like sprite. Like a cherry co- kind. cola kind of. Mm. Yeah. I always know like, like really cherry. But to be honest, I don't, even taste, I don't even taste like cherry when I mm-hmm. drink mm-hmm. cherry wine. But like that's the only thing I can think it tastes like. It's like so extra cherry. It's extra fizzy, I think, too. It's got yeah, a little extra carbonation. That's why, yeah, like Sprite. It's good, though. Mm-hmm. It is really good, though. Yeah. It's only good if you eat fast food with it, though. True. <laughs> yeah, true. You eat it with like a Like burger. a nice nice cookout tray with some cherry wine. Oh, yes, man. That's awesome. So... Emery, brother, Emery Brothers, <laughs> Emery and Gabe Jackson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Feel free. Um, uh, tune in Tune in to hear him and uh, Kyle do the broadcast. They do a really good job. Really good job. Yeah. We, yeah. Go, we go back and listen to all the games, and mm-hmm. half is just to hear them. And so Flattery. just keep, yeah, just We try to throw in some fun stuff every now and then. Yeah, you want to know yeah. what Kyle said the other day when Cade stepped into the box? Because we were talking about, you know, Cade Doc. He works at a veterinary place. I told him that Cade likes to work with, like, reptiles and snakes. 
And so as soon as Cade stepped into the box, he goes, and there's Cade Katnick slithering into the box. And <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why did you just say that? Fantastic. It was the best. And I, I've thrown in a few, uh, whenever people are like, they're battling, you hit a bunch of foul balls. I'll say like, he's channeling their inner BGs and staying alive, or <laughs> being a survivor. And then I think, I don't remember who it was. Somebody dodged a ball and like they had to do like a moonwalk like Michael Jackson now when he went <laughs> well Michael Jackson <laughs> dodged the ball it's oh, perfect man. it's just a good time yeah. so we appreciate you guys coming I think on. one of my favorite things you said was uh, when Gabe oh, my made first his first uh, first outing and you said uh Gabe enjoys long walks on the beach oh, and he goes he goes <laughs> and it was just a, it was quiet yeah. for like 15 seconds that's nice <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny that was, that was a good one uh, but yeah, you guys do a good job. So yeah, just really tune in, job. tune into them, and uh, come support the shepherds whenever you can. That's right. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Have a fantastic day. Yep. Thank you guys. Yeah.